everyone to a brand new episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. My name is Nick. This show is all about scratch-made food and positive energy. If this is your first time here, welcome. It's so, so amazing to have you here, and I do hope that you'll subscribe. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so, so much for all of your continued support. As I said, my name is Nick, and I just love to try to make the world a little bit better one dish at a time whenever you're listening to this wherever you're listening to this i hope that you're doing absolutely amazing i hope that you've been kind to yourself today and i hope that this is a good reset for you whether you're listening to this in the morning or at night or anything and everything in between i hope you take this as a good reset for the hours ahead for the day ahead to face it with renewed positivity with renewed energy renewed passion renewed love Make sure you take a few moments out of every day to just be kind to yourself, to do a kindness for yourself, whatever that kindness is. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about something that I've never made before, which I know is territory that we often cover on this show. But I'd always, always wanted to give this a shot. My son actually made a lot of homemade ramen when we lived together. And I always had wanted to try to make it, but I never did. I just never did for whatever reason. And finally, 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 I got up the courage because whenever it comes to Asian food, I always, always have to get courage to make homemade chicken ramen. Uh, first things first, like out of the gate, like before we even get into positivity, anything else in the show here, prep is everything to ramen. Uh, actually building the dish itself, like... Like you're building different layers of flavor and all sorts of different things. But the most important thing to do with that dish is prep. Prep work is absolutely key. So make sure you, you know, do the justice that you need to uh, for that. We're going to be heading into positivity here in a few moments. And I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the show. I talked about really wanting to branch out and start doing once a month live streams. I have picked this month's Patreon charity. It's Suicide Awareness Month. And as a result, I want to raise money for the AFSP, which is the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. We've raised money for them on the show before. We've donated Patreon funds to them before. If you're a patron of my show over at patreon.com slash Nikolai's Kitchen, 10% or $10, whichever's higher, goes to a charity. And I always double it out of my own pocket as well. But it goes to a different charity every single month. And I want to start doing a once a month stream. Now we're going to be doing some food. We're going to be just playing some games. We're going to be just relaxing. And having a really, really good time. All in the name of raising money for AFSP. It's going to be relatively low key. I'm not going to do like, you know, it's not going to be like this grandiose thing. But, you know, if people want to join me on the air, they can. We can have fun, hang out, cook, talk about food. Just do amazing things, all to raise money for a good cause. So I want you to join me starting at 5 p.m. on Wednesday the 28th. That's 5 p.m. on Wednesday the 28th. And we're probably going to go until about midnight or so and raise money for an amazing, amazing cause.
are you really living? What I mean by that is, are you doing everything that you can to live the best life that you possibly can? I know this is something we've talked about on the show of late. I know this is something that we have definitely referred back to over, you know, numerous occasions here. But are you living or are you just surviving? Are you just scraping, clawing, struggling, trying to make it every day? And if that's all you're doing, if, if, if all you are doing is surviving every day, then that's okay. It's okay because sometimes life, sometimes life is really, really hard. Sometimes life is going to put us up against the wall and sometimes we are going to feel trapped like we have no way out and we are just going to struggle so, so, so much with everything that life is continually bombarding us with. If you're just surviving, that's okay. But you can't stay in that place of, I'm just surviving forever because surviving, just surviving, like being so battered, being so beaten and bruised by life, that gets exhausting. Especially if you're just surviving, especially if, if you look at life with a negative outcome and you say, well, there's nothing I can do to possibly change anything. So the only thing I can do, you know, I can't change my situation. I'm going to wait for it to change or whatever the case may be. And if you're hard on yourself, if you beat yourself up and you start to talk to yourself like I deserve this. I should be beaten down like this. Like, this makes sense. Oh, I should be here. Then that becomes exhausting, especially here, especially mentally. And you're going to wear yourself down and you're going to wear yourself thin. I got to this point in my life a few years ago, and you guys know the struggles that I've talked about here on the show numerous times. But if you're somebody who's new to the show, like, I'll be completely frank about it. I didn't want to live anymore. I was surviving. I was trapped. I felt like no matter what I did in my life, there was no way out of the situation I was in at the time. So I had no choice. I felt terrible when I would wake up every single morning. You wake up and it's like you just have that one fleeting moment before you pick your head up off of the pillow before like the reality of your situation and your life and everything sinks in. And then you just immediately feel like the pit drop out of the bottom of your stomach. And you just feel sick. And you just feel like, you know, no matter what you do, there's nothing you can do to change it. There's nothing you can do to shake it. I thought like that for a long time. And I ate... And I ate, and I ate, and I ate, and I ate, and I ate. And I got to over 400 pounds. And it took my best friend growing into the ground to realize I can't just survive anymore. I need to live. I need to truly live. I need to get out there and I need to make the life that I want for myself because I'm only going to get one shot at this thing. You never know when it's going to be too late. You never know when you're not going to have any more time. You never know. Like if you knew you were checking out tomorrow, could you look back right now and say, God, oh, I wish I had done that. Take a moment right now. Just take a moment and just pause. What popped into your head the second I said that? 
What popped into your head the minute I said, God, I wish I had done that. What do you wish for? What do you wish that you had done? I got news for you. Chances are you're not checking out tomorrow. So why wait? Why wait? Why not go for it? Because the alternative, I got to tell you, the alternative is, is being over 400 pounds, unhealthy. And I'm not the picture of health or anything now. Like I'm still working very, very hard. I'm proud to say that I've kept my promise to myself that I promised on the show a few weeks ago. I have kept working out. I have kept exercising. I started doing yoga with Adrian again. I just did day seven today. So I've done seven consecutive days of yoga as well as some other cardio and stuff in there. Although my muscles and everything are really, really sore. So I had to back off of the other cardio because the yoga is killing me right now. Killing me in the best way. It's amazing. I forgot how good it makes me feel both physically and mentally. How much it just lets the entire world drop and melt away. How much it helps you put everything else into perspective. If you do it in the middle of the day, how much I go at the rest of the day with just renewed charge, renewed energy. I did it right before this and I tell you, I feel so alive. Because I'm living And am I living in every way? No. No, there are ways in which I'm surviving because survival versus living, it's not a a be all end all. It's not, I'm just a hundred percent living or I'm a hundred percent surviving. It's pick and choose. It's bits and pieces. It's a little bit here. It's a little bit there. As far as my work situation, my career and everything goes, I'm surviving. I'm surviving. I'm getting through it the best I can day by day, doing what I need to do to be able to make money, to be able to pay my bills, to be able to pay my debts. But I'm surviving. I've shared my frustrations about that with you guys in the past. I know I have. But it took listening to Imp and Skiz like I talked about a few weeks ago. And I keep repeating it and I keep going back to it, not only because I want to drill it into you guys, but I want to drill it into myself too. What do you want When I asked you that question, if you were checking out tomorrow, what do you wish you had done? What was it that you wished for? What was it that you wish you had done? Because you're not checking out tomorrow. At least I hope you're not. And if you're not, why aren't you trying to get that thing that you wished for? At least some small way, at least some small step. So I made that pledge to myself. You either want it or you don't want it. If you kind of want it, if it'd be nice then you don't really want it, do you? If you're not willing to make the commitment, if you're not willing to make the change, if you're not willing to push yourself and fight for the thing that you want, do you really want it? I really want to hit my goal of 250. It's been my goal ever since I started Drop the Sugar back in mid-2019. 125 pounds lost. Gained a little bit of it back. Not even half though, which I'm super, super proud of. I only ever gained back 40 pounds of it. And I've platformed, platformed, plateaued. That's the word, Nick. For like a year and a half, even more. I know I can maintain at the level that I'm at. I know when I need to make the sacrifices. I know when I need to step back the things I'm doing or when I need to accelerate the things I'm doing. But I wasn't being honest with myself. I was in that very position of with my health, with my fitness journey, with my life, I was surviving. I was comfortable. 
It's like, uh, yeah, I'm fine. I feel fine today. Yeah. Uh, got a little bit of acid reflux. Oh, you know, that sucks. Although I know, like, when I, when I got myself down to my lowest weight before, disappeared, completely went away. I never had a problem with it ever since or after that until I added some of the weight back on. And then all of a sudden that was there again. I was surviving. I had accepted the hand that life had dealt me. I had just accepted what life was going to be, what life was at that point in time. I just accepted it. Oh, I guess this is, I'm just going to be this fat guy. Just, I'm not going to hit that 250. I'm just going to sit here. You know, even though I look at myself and I'm like, God, you can do so much better than this. Or other much more negative language toward myself. Or other, you know, like just talking to myself, you're fat, you loser. Saying all the things that other people had said to me over the course of my life, all the other things that I had heard over the course of my life. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. So how are you surviving? What's something in your life that when you think of it right now, you just kind of sigh. You're just going to heave a heavy sigh. Because it's something that you have to do as part of your daily life. Maybe it's your living situation. Maybe, you know, maybe you're, you're stuck in a situation that you really wish you weren't. Maybe you're really, really unhappy and you don't know how to get out. Maybe you, you, you wake up every day and this person, you know, or this situation, whatever it is, just makes you feel like you're the worst person alive every day. Makes you feel like you don't matter. Like you're not important. Like you're worthless. Like you're stupid. Like you're a failure. Like you're a loser. No one should ever make you feel like that. Especially not yourself. So if there's something that you're compromising on, if there's something that you've sat back and you've said, yeah, I'm surviving, but you're not really living. How do you start living? For me, it was taking charge and, and starting to live an actively positive life. Because it takes active conscious effort to live a positive life. It really, really does. It's starting the workout journey that I started promising myself, you're going to work out at least five days a week. And now I've transformed that into doing a 30-day yoga journey with Yoga with Adrian. So now I'm going to be committed to the next 30 days no matter what. There is no quit in me. Because getting to my goal weight, getting to that goal, that is living. Because that is the life I want to live. And with every pound I lose and with every stretch I do and with every downward facing dog I have to do and every other thing, all the, every deep breath that I take, I feel more connected, more in tune. I feel more alive. And every day I try to wake up and I try, even though I am struggling and even though I am surviving in some ways, I take a deep breath and I just, and I'm grateful to be alive and I try to think every single day and I try to put myself in an active frame of mind Nick how are you going to change this today what are you going to do today to make that next step toward your dream whatever dream it is how are you going to live today every man dies not every man really lives it's Braveheart. And it's true. 
I don't know how long I'm here for. And I can think right now of so many things that I wish I'd done. If I asked myself that question, Nick, what do you wish you'd done if you knew you were checking out tomorrow? God, I wish I'd published something. God, I wish I wrote way more often. Way, way, way more often. I wish I'd traveled more. Gotten to Europe. Japan. Australia. Wish I'd cooked more. Wish I'd tried even more dishes. Wish I'd stepped outside of my comfort zone even more. Wish I'd spent more time with my kids. I don't think it could ever be enough, really. Especially not now that they're both grown up and I don't see them every day anymore. There's so many little things and some things we can make changes towards and some things, you know, we have to make compromises and we have to make sacrifices and some things with the kids being grown, like I can, I can at least message them. I can do something. There's always something you can do to try to get to that life you want to try to live that life that you want to try to grab a hold of that life that you want there is always something you can do and I think just with raising money for AFSP on the 28th if you're somebody who has been in those dark places like I was where you don't want to live anymore I never went through with anything I never went through with anything and I'm thankful that I never did because God, I'm so grateful for the life that I have now. I love the life that I have now. But if you get exhausted and if you just do nothing but survive every day and you give in to life and you, 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 you buckle under the pressure, you give in, then eventually you, you could get to that point where you might make a choice that you can't ever take back I gotta I gotta tell you that you can't because you've got so much left to live for even if you can't see it right now if you go back to like early 2019 like the end of 2018 early 2019 and you tell this guy you say dude you have no idea how good your life is about to get over the next few years you cannot throw in that towel you cannot give in now i i i i i would not have even known how to believe it at the time but now it's a constant reminder that whenever life challenges me whenever i am forced to just survive for a day that it's not over that it's worth fighting for, that it's worth working hard for, that it's worth continuing to fight forward for, no matter what. Because you never know how beautiful your life could become tomorrow. Don't ever give up. Believe in you. And even if you don't believe in you right now, I do. I believe that people very genuinely can be so good and that there's so many beautiful and amazing things to experience here in this life, in this world. Every time I make a dish here, and I know I relate a lot of stuff to food on this show because it's the, it's the, it's, you know, par for the course, but 
I gotta tell you, like it's it's like it, it opens my eyes in so many new ways every time I make a dish I've never made before, like when I did the ramen. So many different elements of that dish that I had never combined all together into one dish before, never had, never made, never eaten. There's so many, there's an infinite number of things out there to experience for the first time. If you live 10 lifetimes, you'll never experience them all. You couldn't, but that's why you can't give up. That's why you cannot give in because my God, there's so much life left to live out there. There is so much left to do so much left to be. No matter what you do, don't you dare ever, ever give up. Just take a few moments here with me. Breathe deep. Breathe deep. I forgot how much good just breathing can do. Slowing everything else that's going on in your life down, shutting it out of your mind just for a few moments to take a few deep breaths, to drink in a few good deep breaths of air. And then you can finally maybe start to see a little bit of clarity in whatever it is that you're kind of trying to empty out of your mind and work yourself through, work yourself past. Whatever you're trying to survive. Don't give up. Don't you dare ever, ever, ever give up. Because you've got so, so much to live for. everyone and thank you so so much for listening to nikolai's kitchen if you like the content if you like what you're listening to make sure that you head over to whatever podcatcher you're listening to this on and leave a five-star rating and review it really does help me out a lot help me play that algorithm game help me reach more ears with my messages of scratch made food and positivity do me a favor if this has helped your life at all if listening to me week to week has helped your life in any way at all then just share it out there. Share it out there in some way. Tag me on social media. Let me know. Share it out there in some way. Let other people know. Help me change more people's lives for the better because that's all I want to do. I just want to make your life better. If you're listening to this whenever you are, wherever you are, or if you're watching this live on Twitch right now, I just want to make your life better. That's all I want to do. Thank you so, so much. It means the world to me that anybody 
is taking the time to listen to me right now. And today in the food segment of the show, ramen. No, we're not talking about some maruchan, like 25 cents a packet, like $2.50 for a case at Walmart when I was in college, because that's how much it used to cost. I don't know how much it costs now, but like, uh, you know, and, and I mean, I there are so many people out there that I'm sure that can tell stories of just living on ramen. This is a little bit different. This is, you know, this in and, and one thing I got to say, one thing I got to say up front and you can you guys can look at the episode artwork and you guys can let me know how you think I did. But God, I think I did good with plating this. I think it looks really, really good. I think I think I did a really, really good job plating this dish. I really, really do. And I'm trying to get better with my food photography. I'm trying to get things uh, better to where they look better, where they look sexier and things like that. I really want good, sexy food porn. That's what it's all about, right? It's a good, sexy food porn. Oh, ramen. Very, very specifically, this is a marinated crispy chicken ramen. And this is, you know, I, I've done a lot of this in the past where I'll kind of read a bunch of different recipe blogs, like a bunch of different ramen recipes, and I'll kind of do an amalgamation of a lot of different ones. I'll take like common ingredients that I think that, you know, uh, are pop up in a lot of them. And then, you know, I'll take some ingredients that I think will taste good in it. And then I'll take some, you know, there might be one food blog that mentions one random thing that's like, I never thought of that. That sounds good. You know, and then I kind of tried to decide how I was going to fold it in here. What's my protein going to be? Well, why don't I do chicken? Why don't I do chicken? And then I was going to grill it. I was going to marinate chicken thighs and then I was going to grill them and then debone and de-skin. And then I was going to uh, just have grilled chicken ramen instead. And then I reached, uh, I, I, I thought my chicken thighs had had bones and skin. They did not. <laughs> They did not. So I kind of did a swerve. I was like, no, you know what? I'd really, really rather do a, I'd really rather do a, a, a crispy chicken. So I ended up taking the dredge, uh, the banner for the orange chicken that I made, you know, quite a few episodes ago now, like episode 38, if memory serves. So I ended up taking that really, really good, like rice flour batter and frying up that chicken. So it was nice and super crispy, crunchy. And then I made this honey soy sesame glaze, just brought it to a quick boil and just tossed that chicken in there, sprinkled a few sesame seeds on top because man, you talk about the amount of flavor you're going to unload into that ramen once you build it. But I think the, the the most important thing to start with with any ramen, and, and this is where I started with this, was was chicken stock. And I've told you guys a million times in the past about all the different things that I save, all the different trimmings, all the different scraps, all the different everything that I save for food. And it all finds its way into, into my chicken stock. So when it came time for me to build ramen, I started in the morning, I started making homemade chicken stock. I cooked it down over uh, like a five and a half to six hour period. And the best thing is too, is I made homemade tomato soup later that week and I kind of prepped everything for that so I could put all the trimmings from all that stuff into that pan as well. And just made that beautiful homemade chicken stock. And, and like that foundation, like that was the first brick for the foundation of this amazing sauce. And then you build all the rest of these flavors. Now I will say, I said it at the onset of the show as well, but I will say that I really feel like my broth needed to be concentrated a little more. I could have cooked it down a little bit more 
So the recipe instructions are going to reflect that. Definitely let this reduce, let this simmer, and then keep tasting, keep tasting, keep tasting, because you want to kind of get this to the point where you want it. But there's also a caveat here because you're going to be adding that chicken that, and you don't have to have the glaze. Uh, Rebecca and Avery didn't have it with the glaze. I did. Uh, but if you do the glaze, you're going to be adding more soy sauce. You're going to be adding more honey. And you're going to be adding more sesame into your broth as well. So kind of try to keep that in mind because all of this is about building, 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 building foundations and then and then layer after layer after layer of flavor. So definitely keep that in mind. I can't really emphasize anything more about this dish than, than I can emphasize prep, 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 prep. I said it at the beginning of the show. I'll say it again. Prep everything you need ahead of time because you need so much stuff just to build the ramen base that you're going for here. You need so much stuff. If you make your own chicken stock for this, which you definitely don't have to do, do not be extra like Nick. That's if I can impart any, I know the whole thing I do with this show is everything from scratch cooking, or at least as much from scratch as possible cooking. I know, but please try not to be as extra as me in every regard. Or if you do make your own chicken stock, like make it way ahead of time and then do it like, you know, just, you'll just have it left over. You'll have it after the fact. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You know, get everything prepped for this because once you build your broth, once you get your broth and everything put together, once you get your chicken cooked, once you get all that put together, then it's basically just kind of time to build a ramen bowl. And I really, really wish I had a bowl of this sitting beside me. Unfortunately, I don't. Uh, this was inhaled. Like we absolutely demolished all of that ramen, like really, really quickly. Avery wasn't the biggest fan of the noodles. They, this was the only thing I didn't make from scratch. It was Wegman's, uh, soba buckwheat noodles, which were interesting. Uh, she was not the biggest fan of the texture of them. Uh, I will say they were probably a little bit thicker and they're like buckwheat noodles. So they definitely have more of like a weediness, more of like a graininess to them, like texturally than they would if they were just kind of like normal noodles. The search will continue for noodles. I think I'll just do udon noodles next time I make the ramen. But I really, really wish I had it here to uh, to show you guys. And then another thing that I did here, I think I talked about this same recipe. God, what did I make now? Now I can't remember. What did I make? Oh, I, I, I was going to make something with wonton wrappers, but they went bad. Crab Rangoon pizza. I just had to sit here and brain thought it brain thought it. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Do not let this, uh, the fact that I don't know words, uh, stop you from rating and reviewing the show positively, please. <laughs> please. And thank you. <laughs> but I had had to make my own wonton wrapper dough. Uh, this recipe made tons of it. So I froze the rest of it after I made the crab rangoon pizza, thought it back out for this ramen. And I took a chunk of it and I rolled it out really, really thin and cut it into thin strips, rolled it out in cornstarch, cut it into thin strips and fried it and did this fresh, beautiful, crispy wontons over the top. Those little wonton strips over the top. Soft boiled eggs. I love to do soft boiled eggs whenever I do deviled eggs. I really, really love to do a soft boiled or maybe tops like a medium boiled because I still want creaminess of that yolk in there because it really, really pairs well with your aioli and with all your different flavors that you're trying to pack into a deviled egg. Fantastic. 
First time I'd ever made it for ramen here, though. Uh, and I mean, just the richness of that egg yolk bleeding in there. And it really cuts against all of those kind of different like bombs of flavor you've got in there. Because, again, this is something that's heavy on the umami. You've got a lot of soy in here. And like you even got like fish sauce and, and all these different things. One other caveat that I will definitely mention about this dish. Don't add salt to it at any point, anywhere, any way, any why. Don't do it because you're adding soy sauce. You've got fish sauce going into the ramen base as well. Everything here has so much salt in it. Like maybe if you're going to do the chicken or after it comes out of the fryer, sprinkle that with a little bit of, of salt. But otherwise, avoid, 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 avoid salt if at all possible. Even the glaze for the chicken, even the marinade for the chicken is soy sauce. Use low-sodium soy sauce wherever you can. Uh, in the ramen base, I did do dark soy sauce, but it was the only thing I had also when I made the dish. So the chicken glaze also got the dark soy sauce. And too much. it was too much. It was way, way, way too much. I think it's a tricky tightrope to kind of walk here to try to get all of these flavors to a perfect, perfect level of balance. And I think I mostly succeeded. I think I did reasonably well. I definitely think it could have been better. Like I said, I think the broth needed to concentrate a little bit more. I definitely think there's more things you could also add to this broth uh, in order to kind of wake up some more of the flavors in it. Some kind of acid, something a little bit brighter, something to add a little bit of brightness to this. Uh, I really, really think might have helped. Maybe like a maybe like an orange peel or something, just to add like a little bit of a, a of a brightness to this to kind of counteract all those heavier elements. Maybe would have worked really, really well in here. This dish, above all other things, though, I really think uh, the, the best thing I can say about it, this was a confidence builder. This was a confidence booster because I have never done like this combination of all these different things. And especially making the chicken sock from scratch, I tried to do a lot of ginger. I threw lemongrass and all that stuff into the chicken sock when I was making it because I wanted to lean it into that kind of Asian realm. And I was blown away by how good this really, really turned out. I know it's an all day kind of thing, especially if you're going to be making your own chicken sock and especially if you're going to low and slow simmer that ramen broth, which you really, really should. The longer you can take to kind of cook it down. I mean, you can prep everything pretty quickly and get everything brought together. But I really, really think the longer you can let, especially like if you're if you're doing chicken stock and you're throwing a whole bunch of raw elements in there to let everything cook down, the longer you can let everything break down, the longer you can let those flavors develop, the better this dish is going to be. But that is going to do it for another episode of Nikolai's Kitchen. I just want to say thank you so, so much for taking the time to to listen to the show. If you're here watching over on the Twitch channel, uh, whatever, anything and everything in between. Again, don't forget, September 28th, starting at about 5 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to be doing some cooking. We're going to be playing some games. We're going to be just hanging out probably until around midnight, raising money for AFSP, the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. That's this month's Patreon charity, and that's going to be this month's Nikolai's Kitchen charity stream. So make sure you mark your calendars. Come on out and hang out with me here in the Twitch chat. If you want to play some games uh, with me, you certainly can. We'll probably be playing, you know, silly stuff like Among Us and, and, and other things like that. You know, so, you know, just come on out and hang out. It's going to be an absolutely amazing time, and I really, really hope to see you here. Save up some pennies. Throw it 
to a good cause to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. If you go to NikolaisKitchen.com, the links for AFSP and the National Suicide uh, Prevention Lifeline are both listed at NikolaisKitchen.com as well. So make sure you check out those resources as well. Just remember, you're never alone. No matter what, you are not alone. I want to thank you so, so much for listening. And thank you so much for coming on this journey with me. Nikolai's Kitchen wouldn't be possible without the contributions of my amazing patrons. Well, thank you so much to Chris, M, and Sam. And a special shout out to my VIP patrons, Krista, Jared, Caleb, Dan, and Bill. Learn more and sign up today at patreon.com slash Kitchen.